Uh, it's another bull in the basement joined by arguably, and there will be other players that are going to be mad at me for saying this, but arguably my favorite bill. And I know for a lot of people, Kyle, you are their favorite bill of all time. Uh, Kyle Williams joins us from Ruston, Louisiana uh, on bull in the basement. Great to see you, buddy. Yeah. Good to see you. Uh, there is reason why, aside from the fact that we haven't really talked or seen each other in years, that we're having you on. You are going to be inducted into the Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame on Wednesday. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Appreciate it. What does that uh, mean to you? Well, you know, uh, I look back on my time there and uh, I just have so many uh, special people that I grew to know and love. And then obviously we started our family there. You know, Jill and I moved there. We were 20, freshly 22 years old, and we left at 36 with five kids. I mean, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really, it's really hard not to look back on it and like, know, like a, a huge piece of you is, you know, really started there and, and stays there, you know? So uh, it's, it's really cool to get, get honored in uh, what we really do consider uh, home, uh, not just a second home, but, you know, home in general. Yeah. Uh, also, Louisiana Sports Hall of Fame. That's happening, right? Yeah. I, you know, I, I kind of got the calls about both of those at roughly the same time. So it's uh, kind of the same thing, you know, somewhere that you grew up and to be honored and recognized there is a is a really cool, humbling deal as well. Very cool, man. Uh, six time Pro Bowler, of course, future Wall of Famer. Although this is a weird thing. I don't know if you know any backstory about the wall of fame and why it just seems like it's been forever that there have been any wall of famers put up there. And there's so many eligible people um, that I just wonder if, cause I don't know if like, for some reason they just stopped inducting people, like what the protocol is, because I haven't seen anybody go up in a long time and you are absolutely wall of fame um, eligible and worthy. So I don't know why this isn't happening. You know, Ruben Brown, nine time pro bowler, you'd think would be up there. Molds had a phenomenal career. Um, yeah. There's been so many guys, right? Freddie, I mean, clearly. Brian Mormon probably um, could be up there too. Um, at any rate, you're worthy of it for sure. Um, Kyle and I go way back. Incredible guy, incredible team guy, incredible friend, incredible dad, incredible husband, now incredible coach. Um, I, I can't really tell that you're blushing, but I'm sure you are. Um, you're welcome. That's um, right. Thank you. I'll just drag <laughs> you around. You can be my hype man. Okay. Sounds good. I need, I need a job anyway. So, um, but we, yeah, we used to, we used to ball bust a lot in the locker room, used to pick on me a little bit and, and I appreciate it very much. Um, Rushton, Louisiana. So basically the purpose of bull in the basement is for people to learn more about you than they already know. So tell me about your hometown, uh, what it's like, how many people are there. Um, you played there now you're coaching there. Uh, walk us through Rustin, Louisiana. Um, Rustin, Louisiana is roughly 40,000 uh, residents, um, give or take, uh, and that is dependent on Louisiana Tech University's enrollment. Um, so you're looking at probably roughly 30,000 30, residents here. Um, you know, it's, a, it, it's got a really quaint downtown area. You know, I've, I've often equated it to a little bit bigger, but very similar to like the Four Corners in Orchard Park. Um, a little bit bigger downtown area, but looks very similar to that. Um, and the, uh, really a lot like uh, the people there that are there in Orchard Park and Hamburg and all those places. Like uh, they love where they're from. They love the people, their people. Um, and it's just a it's just a sweet place to for us to raise five kids and for me to be home and be around family to get involved with the community here through 
football and team, which is something that I'm obviously passionate about and, and be involved in here with the school system that uh, really I look back, you know, help build some foundational things in me um, that have uh, things that I stood on through the course of my career and life up to this point. So hopefully paying some of that forward. And that's what you've always done your entire life. Um, when you were growing up, uh, who was your favorite player, uh, NFLer growing up? Oh, my gosh. Um, I don't necessarily remember my favorite one player football-wise. I just knew that I, I didn't like Troy Aikman because I think that my middle school girlfriend had a crush on him or she may have had, like, a poster or something. So, like, I was like, hey, death to Troy Aikman. Uh, I like everybody else but him. Um, but I, I really I really can't point it. I was really a baseball kid growing up, really liked baseball. And, you know, I could throw some baseball guys out at you. But football-wise, I really didn't get into football until probably uh, junior high. I didn't even know that. That's interesting. So baseball, who was, uh, who was your guy in baseball? And who was your team even? You know, um, I, I, I'm a big Red Sox guy. Uh, I, I love the Red Sox. You know, when I was younger growing up, you know, it was like Canseco and McGuire when they were playing for the A's, hitting all these home runs. And I was always a big uh, Ozzie Smith fan, him doing the flip out on the field. And, you know, I've, I've gotten an opportunity to meet him and play golf with him. So that's really, really a cool thing. And um, just uh, just lots and lots of different guys. But I was a, I was a Red Sox guy. I loved Nolan Ryan when I was a kid. You know, uh, just a lot of lot of different guys for a lot of different reasons. I'm pretty sure you haven't met, mentioned a Red Sox player. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't mention uh, like, I mean, I, Wade Boggs and Mo Vaughn. I mean, I can I can go on. I, you know, when I was in college, um, Jack Marucci is the head trainer at LSU, who began the Marucci Bat Company about the time that I was oh in school. Oh my gosh, you're kidding! <laughs> yeah, and when all that was kind of getting started through some guys that had come back from playing professional baseball that were now at LSU or going playing some of them were playing football with us they had seen a bat that Jack had made for his son while he was playing little league they're like man that's a really cool bat can you make me a big one and then obviously it morphed into what it is now they're like hey man this guy's making these bats you need to check them out well in I guess it would have been 03 or 04 it's hard to remember exactly everything kind of runs together but the Red Sox were making this run in the playoffs and he's making bats for uh, Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz. I mean, all these guys. And I go, man, you, you, you need, I need to see those bats before you send them. I need to rub them and put some good luck on it. So <laughs> you need to put like, you need to put something about curse buster on these bats. And he brings them in and like Ramirez's bat had like CB 24 on it, like curse buster 24. And I got to mess with the bats. Well, then they go on and they win the world series that year. So really kind of a cool story there um, with like the Red Sox and how I'd always kind of liked them and, you know, really kind of culminated with that, I guess. So you're the reason. Everyone in Boston, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> you know, I did them the favor of that in the World Series, and then I took those beatings from Tom on the football field. So uh, I ought to be like their favorite prodigal son. <laughs> Could you have been a two-sport star at LSU? I mean, we, I mean, their baseball uh, team was no, always I mean, now. I was, a, I was, a, I was a good player when I was young, and then as I got older. Um, I got, I got big and I mean, I could still hit a little bit as long as the ball went straight. You threw me a curveball, I was going to swing myself into the ground because there was no such thing as like a two strike approach. I was going full out at it every time. Um, but as I got towards the end of high school, 
Um, I may have had some opportunities if I stuck with it and really focused on it, but I had kind of geared myself towards football about that yeah, time. Right on. Um, did you ever, I mean, were you ever a, a skilled player in football? Uh, you know, I played running back and linebacker until my sophomore year of high school. And um, then I started playing like some defensive end and some linebacker and some fullback. And then I, I played, I mean, I've played all over. I played some offensive line, defensive line, tight end, fullback, just kind of all over the place, whatever, whatever they needed me with to do. And thus, near the end of your career, you probably made that known to the coaching staff that you were, uh, you know, so equipped to play all those different positions, clearly. Um, I, I certainly did not wait till the end of my career to <laughs> let everybody know that this is a bunch of, you know what, that like, I need to, y'all need to throw me the ball. Um, but no, those were, those were, those were cool plays. And uh, actually really kind of surprising that they get off, uh, that they got off at that point, knowing like, here I come waddling onto the field. Like, obviously they're fixing to do something. Um <laughs> But those were those were fun to look back on and laugh about, really. Um, so you end up obviously being a, a defensive lineman, obviously, and you were all American and all of that, and were all region, all state, all that. Then you get recruited by a bunch of obviously huge colleges. So I gotta know you. You, I'm assuming LSU is your first choice, being a Louisiana guy. But you had offers from a ton of other SEC schools, right? Yeah, you know, I ended up uh, I ended up going to uh, visits to um, Nebraska. Auburn, LSU, and Tennessee, and I had a couple of other visits that I kind of set up and then I backed out of, and really I just kind of got tired, um, and I, I was I was tired of looking around. I knew that it was going to come down between a couple of different schools, and um, I, I wouldn't say LSU, like, jumped off, like, at the very beginning that that's what I was going to do. One of my good buddies from high school was playing football at Tennessee at the time, and then another good friend who they were both a year in front of me, he was at LSU at the time. And I had all these really cool offers from like a lot of, a lot of SEC schools, big 10, big 12. And I was like, Hey, you know, from a kid, like from the country, I'm like, man, this is, this is really cool. I want to like, I don't know where I want to go, you know? And uh, I remember going on my visit to Nebraska and my mom nearly passed out when she found out it was like 24 hours away in a vehicle. She was like, uh, I'm not sure how much I like that, but, uh, you know, as the process went along, able to whittle it down and then just came back to LSU and being at home. And, you know, you know how it is. You go to school. It doesn't matter if you're four hours away or you're 30 minutes away. I mean, you're at college and you've almost removed yourself from uh, from all of that. So I was four hours away, which ended up being, I mean, might as well have been on the moon when you're playing for Nick Saban and playing college football. So, So I have to ask you. Is it like the movies? Like, like was was Saban in the living room with you and your parents recruiting you? Oh yeah, oh yeah. He's been to my house for recruiting me, recruiting my parent. You know the whole the whole shebang. So what what has made him so good? Is he is he just a great recruiter? Is he good X's and O's? Is he both? I think he's everything. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that the way that he recruits is very matter of fact. Um, he he comes in and he lays the facts out for you as he sees them, especially now. I, you know, I, I couldn't imagine being recruited by him now and having a legitimate reason to say no because of all the national championships and all the all Americans and the first all the picks he's got and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, he comes in and he goes, hey, uh, if you want to play um, four championships, you want to have an opportunity to go play in the NFL. 
you want to do these things, you need to go to school here, um, which is like tenfold of now what it was then when he recruited me. And then what he also does a good job of is like, for me, you're an 18, 19 year old kid and he goes, and you don't know anywhere but home. And it's like, well, you know, what do you think you want to do when you're done? You know, uh, you, do you want to live in Louisiana? And I'm sure it's two pronged. You say, yes. He goes, well, LSU for you is not a 40 year decision. It's a, I mean, a four year decision. It's a 40 year decision. You know, people take care of LSU guys here. Da, da, da. And if you said, no, I think I want to go do this. He would, it'd be something about the alumni association and how big it is. You know, there's an answer for any answer that you give him, but he's very thorough, uh, very detailed. Um, and matter of fact, and I, I can only imagine that that's more so now. I mean, literally, he could just hand you a piece of paper and go, hey, man, we're going to offer you a scholarship. Like, we'll see you in uh, June after you graduate. And most kids are probably going, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so, but you can't, I mean, as much if he was your coach, right? He's the guy that recruited you. But you can't, you can't, God, no, you can't root for Alabama, right? I mean, ever. Who, me? Yeah. No, I don't root for Alabama. Yeah, I'd no, be like, no, I'd be like pulling for the Patriots. Right, I'd rather have of course. Colonoscopy at the dentist before I do that. <laughs> Just checking. So yeah, you, yeah, you, no, you, I mean, let's not get carried away. I mean, right? I, you know, I do have I do have some hard lines that I won't cross. Uh, you are doing this from I. It looks like your coach's office. Am I right? Uh, yeah, it's one of our coach's offices okay. at the school. At yeah, Russell. we literally we just walked off the practice field. And you guys 10, are you guys are doing very well. Uh, in fact, your team, like the Bills, has two shutouts this season, to my knowledge. And you are the defensive coordinator for the Bearcats. Is it the Bearcats? Did I get that right? Yes, sir. Okay, good. Um, what kind of coach are you, Kyle Williams? <laughs> uh, I, you know, that's probably not for me to answer. Um, you know, I think that I'm I'm fair. Um, I'll tell you when it's good. I'll tell you when it's bad. Um, I've, I've told the kids that I, I really tell them like the first day there, like, Hey, my job here is like, Hey, to love y'all and give y'all my best. And your job is here to love each other and give each other your best. I said, uh, you'll be able to say a lot of things about me, but you'll never be able to say that I lied to you. Um, sometimes that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Um, and they would tell you that I can get a bit intense at times, but, um, it's all, it, it's all good. I mean, I think the greatest thing is seeing the kids uh, perform something, you know, better the next day or the next week or and see them grow as the team. You know, I mean, we've got a really young team defensively. Uh, we played the defending 4A state champions two weeks ago, and I look up in the middle of the fourth quarter and we have four sophomores and a freshman playing defense for us in a, at a, on a 5A program. Um, playing against the defending state champion and, and going out there and battling and getting after it, and we end up winning the football game. So uh, I think when you, you see kids that are buying into like being teammates and playing hard and everything that's going on, especially when you look up and like we've got a bunch of 14 and 15 year olds out there playing against a bunch of older kids and some really good teams and holding their own and winning a bunch of games. I said, that's, uh, that's encouraging. It's a lot of fun. So is the setting where you are, is it typical? Mean, we know Western New York football is what it is, but it's nothing like it is in the Southeast or the Midwest. Is it Friday Night Lights where all 30,000 Ruston people are at the high school on, at the game on a Friday night? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't get that carried away, but it's uh, depending on who we play. I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, it's very, 
you know, it's similar to all those shows you've watched. I mean, the, you know, the kids and a lot of the community, you know, live and die with what happens with them on Friday. I mean, we've got a great little stadium here set up, uh, tail, tailgate tents up on the hill. And, you know, it's a really, it's a really cool high, high school atmosphere. Uh, it's a really cool experience for the kids here. You know, mostly uh, a lot of these kids, the percentages are not going to have an opportunity to go and play college football and do all those sorts of things, or even the ones that do. And or you take like myself, I, I mean, I was lucky enough. I got to play football as long as I wanted. I said when I was done playing football and I still gravitated back to this and to the community and the team here. Uh, so it's a big part of the fabric of the community. You're a defensive coordinator. Are you a guy that's upstairs? You're on the field. I mean, do you have a, a preference? Do you have a choice? Like how, how do you No, I, I like, I like being on the field. Yeah. Um, uh, I like, I like looking, looking the kids in the eye. Um, I like, I'm a big believer. Like you can get a feel for the game. Uh, I was a big believer that when I was playing, like I kind of got a feel for what was going on. So I took my head knowledge from like watching film and knowing all those things. And then, kind of got a feel for like looking at people and body language and this and that and could curve what, excuse me, curve what I was doing to what I, you know, the feel that I had. Uh, so I try to get that similar feeling. I mean, it's a little bit harder, not like being up in the middle of it, but uh, I'm on the field mainly because I want the kids to be able to see me. Uh, I can be able to look at them and get feel for the game. Does, does coaching come naturally for you? Um, I mean, I think some days are more natural than others. You know, I mean, um, I think any time that you've been team has been such a big part of your life. And like for me, I mean, really, if you look at my last handful of years playing, I mean, I'm playing with 20 and 21 years old and I'm 34, 35, 36 years old. So, I mean, I may not have had the title of coach next to me, but a lot of that, like in the meeting rooms and on the field and, um, it's it tends to be communicating the same the same type of way you're teaching a lot you're talking about that making sure everybody's on the same page uh all those sorts of things uh, is this something like do you aspire to, to at some point go to a higher level or is this this is this is this is good for you um i don't know um you know i had some opportunities nfl wise when i got done uh from a handful of different places uh, just through relationships I built of coming on staffs and doing some different stuff. I did, I did sort of, sort of some loose work for the bills like that uh, when I was done uh, for a year. Um, I just think right now the place that I'm in, like with my kids and my family, everybody's so young. I mean, I've got, um, I've got an eighth, a seventh and an eighth grader. My oldest daughter is going to be in high school here with me next year. Um, and then I've got three boys that are 10, eight and six, and they're all like playing flag football and, and they ball boy for the football team. So I get to go out with them on Fridays before the game and throw the ball with them and, and share that time with them. So uh, I, I, don't, I never say never um, because there's a handful of people around the league and in college that I respect and care about enough that I would probably work for at some point if that's the direction I wanted to go. Um, but right now where I'm at is it, it's good for my kids and good for me and good for my family and hopefully good for the kids here in this community. Um, yeah. So you mentioned working a little bit with the D line over the last couple of years up in Buffalo, just you would come in for like a couple of days at a time, right? It wasn't like, 
you were you were here for like a month, right? You were just come in for a couple no, of days. I, I would kind of come in uh, like every other week or yeah. for a few days through game planning, stuff like that. I spent a couple of weeks at training camp, you know, right. did some different stuff. So I, w- I was kind of in and out, maybe up for a few days, home for a week, sending in stuff through emails or video or tagging stuff and then come back in the next week for game planning and practice and do some stuff like that. So I was kind of in and out. Um, and, and the only reason I asked you that is because I think you at some point worked with that Oliver. Am I right? Yeah, that would have been his rookie year. Okay. Um, he appears as though he may this year finally be starting to turn a corner. I don't know much how, how much bills you've watched, but I, I wanted to ask you how much is that him growth maturity being the league X amount of years and how much of that is Starla Tulele? I mean, he, the, the, the defensive line with your outside additions and with star back looks way different than it did a year ago. Yeah. I think there's uh there's obviously good points for both. Um, what star is able to do uh, inside um, from his nose pa- tackle position. And then I think what you're looking at here with Ed, this is his third year. You know, I think your first year or two, you're trying to pave your way and, and, and you know, figure it all out. And I, I think you come in around, Year two, three, it seems, at least for me, you get a better, a very good understanding of everything, and then everything just kind of slows down. You know, everything kind of comes to a halt. You see so much more. You can react so much faster. Um, Once you've been through it a couple of years, like there's really not much that people can throw at you that maybe you hadn't seen. Um, So there's obviously some growth there as far as, having been get some uh, skins on the wall, so to speak, where, you know, you can't cut it loose and play faster and the game starts to slow down for you. How happy are you for the franchise, the direction that it's gone in the last, you know, now what, four years? Um, Obviously they're reaching heights that we haven't seen in this town in, you know, 30 years. How excited are you for, for the bills program? Well, I, I I couldn't be more excited. I mean, it's, it's such a, it's such a good feeling um, because even though I, I, I try to get up as much as I can, I stay pretty busy doing this. I, I can imagine, I literally could close my eyes and imagine the buzz in the city, the town, what Sunday mid morning is like in Orchard Park. Um, you know, it's something that like playing there and especially the years that I spent there, like, that's what you're like, you envision, like you knew that even though we were like, you know, kind of pushing through the wall through some tough times, you're like, man, if this is what it's like at seven and nine, eight and eight, like I could imagine like if we can turn the corner here and, and really like when Brandon and Sean and that staff got there, um, just from spending time with them day to day, communicating with them, I knew then I'm like, "Uh uh-huh, this is fixing to be different. Uh, everything about it was different. The day-to-day was different. The way you communicate is different. The expectation is different. Um, and as you saw them start to methodically add pieces, you kind of saw it to start to build. And I meant it when I left and I told Sean, and, you know, Sean teases me. We still talk a lot. I see him, you know, we were in Tahoe together and all this, and he always teases me, hey, man, you could still play. Why don't you just come on East back? <laughs> and I, I really, I really wish that I could have gone back and I could have started over with Sean and Leslie and Brandon and all them. Um, because that's how much I believe him. I wish I could have given my whole career to those guys. Now they would have probably run me off before everybody else did, but at least we would have gotten a few good years in there. 
What are, what are you, uh, so famously, you know, we're, we're all friendly, like Eric Wood famously lost like, I don't know, 60 pounds or something. He's like skinny now, which is kind of absurd, uh, but he looks good. What, are you at playing weight these days? Are you, are you working out? Are you, what are you? Man, uh, you know, I worked out like really hard, like when I first got done and I lost quite a bit of weight and I was eating like a bird and I was miserable. And I told my <laughs> wife, I go, I am not fixing to do this. Like, this is not what I'm fixing to do. Um, so I kind of, you know, and then my problem is, is like when I, I really like to hunt and like when hunting season starts, um, I, I like shaking the cup and sitting by a fire and telling lies and having a big time and eating <laughs> a really rich meal. And then like, Hey man, let's run that back and do it again. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that's jumped on me a little bit and football coaching has jumped on me. You know, I still work out some, I really kind of gotten back into it. And really, today's the first day that I could walk relatively well after kind of starting back. So I'm probably lighter than my playing weight just from I'm not carrying as much bulk, you know, from working out and all yeah. that stuff all the time. Um, but I'm not I'm no I'm not anorexic. I'm not like 230 <laughs> running around trying to show my abs off like wood. <laughs> You're not running any half marathons anytime soon. Uh, I'm not fixing to run anywhere. You see me running, you better <laughs> run with me. Something's after us so good um let's go back to you you uh get drafted by the bills fifth round uh what was do you remember the first thing you thought um about damn time that somebody <laughs> drafted me uh you know i, I don't i don't specifically you, brady remember. quinn uh, what, what, what are you aaron Rodgers? <laughs> yeah i mean what's going on yeah like i, I feel you know that's why i laugh over the years i laugh about these guys they're like got a giant alligator tail rolling down their face because they had to wait to the 16th pick to get picked. Right. I'm like, yeah. like, let me tell you how that goes. Like, when you're standing there in the, in the fourth round and a kicker gets drafted in front of you, you're like, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't remember specifically thinking anything about Buffalo. You know, my wife's uncle was a street coach in the NFL for like 20 years. And uh, he had always said, hey, the coldest place I ever coached at was Buffalo, New York. And being a kid from the South, like I didn't know any better. I'm like, oh, cold. It's going to be really cold. And I get drafted to Buffalo. And by that point, I was like, shoot, I don't even care. Let's go. You know, I get up here and I'm living in the Millennium Hotel um, during rookie minicamp. Lived there for six weeks. And um, I get invited by some guys to go play golf. It's like May. I'm like, hey, this is great. And I walk outside in the morning and there's like frost on the ground. I think it was like it had somehow had something come off the lake and it was like 29 degrees. I'm like, huh, what is, what's going on? It's May. You know, I'm like, what in the world is going on? Well, little did I know we're going to fast forward and it's going to be like October and we're going to get like 26 inches of snow. That's my rookie year. So at the beginning, I'm like, oh man, like where, where are we at? Um, but the further it went along, I can tell you now, I will trade like training camp practices in Louisiana for uh, St. John Fisher uh, mornings at 74 degrees in Rochester. It's a, it's an easy change for me. Sure. Yeah. I mean, think about it. When you come up, I mean, that was the big joke when Mario Williams came here, like he came here and it was like 80 degrees and, in in I don't know, October, November was a random, weird weird day and it was really warm but yeah if you came up here in the spring or in june and you knew nothing about buffalo and it was only cold you are really deceived 
right? Because the summers here are so nice. She's like, oh my God, this isn't so bad. And then you get into winter, you're like, whoa. Yeah, wait, wait, like, hold up, hold up, you know. But honestly, um, for me, like playing wise, I mean, I'm a big guy. So like the cold, I mean, yeah, let it be cold. It doesn't bother me. Like we go down to Miami week two, it's 104. I'm like, oh my God, I'm fixing to die, you know, out here. Um, but, you know, hindsight being 2020, I'd have gone to like Wisconsin or something. I'm like, this is what training camp and all this like, you know, I loved playing in the weather. The weather, the weather really for me was a, was a non-factor. Uh, you mentioned, good. No, I was going to say like, really. And honestly, when it got really bad, I knew that it was going to eliminate like half the guys anyway. <laughs> like guys were not going to like it. They were not going to want to have anything to do with it. I'm like, perfect. Hey, what, what you don't like is just right for me. And like, I'm good. Let's get after it. Um, you mentioned Tahoe. Um, what's, how, how do you get so good at golf? Just playing. Um, yeah. you know, I, uh, I played some, like I say, played some, like I farted around with it a little bit when I was a kid, just hitting balls, messing around. And then when I got to school, um, Andrew Whitworth and I and our other roommates, we got to know the guy who was the head pro at LSU's golf course, the public golf course. So when in the spring, when we weren't in spring football, we weren't practicing, we would go over there and we would spend all day on the weekends and just play and play and play and play. So I started playing more and more. Uh, and then when I got out in the off seasons, when I'd come home from Buffalo, we were living in a country club down there. And I started playing golf with a lot of guys that have, some of them had played college golf. Some of them were like baseball players in college that were now playing that were really good. And I was peeling out hundos left and right, uh, like gambling and playing golf. Right. And getting, <laughs> and I'm getting my teeth kicked in. Uh, and I am uh, some kind of competitive. So I'm like, this don't work for me. And I said, we're going to figure this out like right now. <laughs> and I just started like grinding and practicing. Like I would go work out in the mornings. Uh, LSU early and I would get done and like I had a little cart and like my girls that were little bitty toddlers would get on it and we would like go to the back of the range and we would go to the practice holes and like I just grinded on it and worked hard at it I mean just really honestly just like I ever got any good at anything else like I'm fixing to get good at this and I'm fixing to work really hard at it good for you I actually um I told my wife that the American it's American century, right? Is what it's called in Tahoe. Yeah. yeah. I told her, I, I added that to my bucket list because I've never been to Tahoe. The golf course looks amazing. Obviously it's a tremendous resort. And then that tournament is so loaded with like superstar talent, whether it be from TV or movies or sports, it's, it's insane. Like, was there anybody when you've played over the last couple of years, you're like, Oh my God, like so-and-so is a, you know, on the roster. I can't wait to meet him. Was there anybody like that for you or no? Um, I, I wouldn't say uh, I wouldn't say that. Um, like not as far Smoltz. as I go, uh, go ahead. What? Not Smoltz. Uh, you know, we played a couple of days together two years ago, and we had a great time <clears throat> visiting, talking. Um, had a really good time. You know, I think it's like everything else. You know, you you see people in the settings that they excel in. You know, and <clears throat> excuse me, some of that, some of those people are athletes some of them are actors some of them musicians some of them coaching but then when you peel all of that back and you're all out there on the golf course they're all regular people yep. having a good time like getting on each other you know and you and you really it's almost like a summer camp feel um where like if you keep going back you get to know more and more people you spend more and more time around each other and then it just becomes like a big summer camp type deal and you, you catch up with people 
and they're really just regular people that have just excelled at whatever it is that they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Um, so a couple other things. So I mentioned this whole thing was about, you know, finding more about you than maybe most people know. So um, do you have an other talent other than something sports? Um, no, that's about all I got. No, no singing, I, I, no I, art. Like, no, my, no. My, my, da- my daughter's a very good artist. She's in like gifted art and does all these things. She's very artistically inclined and like sometimes we look at each other like we're space aliens to each other you know uh i'm i can be hyper competitive and type a and she's very like hey man it's like i'm painting this bird i don't have time for that and so we kind of do this sometimes um i wish i could play uh uh an instrument but i've got these things right and like they're like bear <laughs> paws and you can't like do anything with them um so I think there's like there's like lots of things. If I could do like the Matrix and just like plug a chip in, like I'd be able to play the guitar and do all these things. But like I've got like this much of that in me. But you can't. I'm assuming like I'm assuming you're like a like a like a, a smoker guy, like an egg. You got some sort of a crazy. You know, you're going hunting. You get you got your meat and you're you know. Are you, uh, yeah, are you, I, I, I like to cook. Uh, yeah. I mean, I like to, I like to cook for my friends and and, and entertain and. And everything that comes with that, like having a big time, and I, I enjoy that. Um, so what's your go-to? So, uh, it really just depends. I mean, depends on time of year, depends on weather. I mean, I can do things, mix it up. You know, I mean, it's like during hunt season. I mean, we'll, we'll make gumbos and etouffees and jambalayas and all kinds of different stuff. And, um, you know, we'll grill out. I mean, it's just all kinds of different stuff. I wouldn't say that, like, if I had one thing I had to cook it for you, what I would try to do. Probably not a lot of salads. Um, I try to stay away from those. Um, <laughs> so uh, I like red meat and uh, dark drinks, and anything worth drinking is worth drinking straight. So that's kind of how I land with all of that. Love it. You're the best, dude. Um, anything you, you got for me? Anything you need from me? What do you want to ask me? Anything? Don't make Man, it too difficult. I mean, such a, such a loaded question. Yeah, I know. It's brutal. <laughs> <laughs> such a such a loaded question i'm not naturally an inquisitive guy i kind of take things as they come at me yeah okay good because I, 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 I leave that i leave that to the professionals like uh, you yeah i'm not going to educate you so it's it's a good thing you didn't ask me anything because uh, i i would probably have nothing for you um well you're a great pal thank you for doing this obviously congratulations on all of the halls of fame good luck to the rustin bearcats best to jill and the kids and more than anything, man, I love you to death. Thank you for doing this. This is so great. And uh, I wish you were up here. I know you got a game this week, and that's why you couldn't make it. But um, I know everybody in Buffalo is so happy for you and uh, certainly rooting for you uh, on, in everything that you, you do, all your endeavors going forward. So thanks yeah, for doing I'm this, a, I, like I sent, a, I sent a video in for it, and I hate that I couldn't be there. But I'm sure um, as our season winds down, I'll try to make my way up there and be, be up around there sometime towards the end of the year. But uh, I appreciate you having me on, pal. Don't be a stranger. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, man. Good luck with the rest of the season. Bye, buddy. Yeah. All right. See you. Bye.